Hello, everybody. Welcome to After Live, the unofficial Claire Live After Show, episode 19. I'm your host, Mike, and along with me are my awesome co-hosts. First off, we've got Jay Wade. Hey! How's it going? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. How are you doing, dude? Good, good. Not bad of a week. Not bad of a week. And we okay. let's not let's not forget about our other co-host. We have Kaylin here. Hello. Kaylin. Yay! Yay! Woo woo. Uh, so yeah, we are down one because Sarah is unavailable this weekend. But you know what? If we will see her back next week, oh, so uh, we're going to be able to talk about all that cool stuff. So let's talk about Collider Live for this week, the week of. June 17th through the 21st, which is episode 157 through 162. Monday show. I think it's 161. Did he? I did that typo. It's a typo. People, it's a typo. I said, I, I wrote two instead of one. Oh. I, they're too close to each other on the keyboard, okay? They're one and two, okay? It's like, ah, people, I tell you. Hey, hey, it's all good here, man. <laughs> it's all good now. It's all fixed. There's a click little switcheroo there. Uh, Monday show, June 17th. Uh, first off, throughout the whole week, we have a running uh, segment with uh, It's Magic, Fuck You! It's Illusion, Fuck You! Fuck You! <laughs> oh, that's good. I've been saying that all week, dude. Like just randomly, I was I was at the grocery store. I was at Aldi, and I'm standing in the line, and there's people in front of me, there's people behind me, and it just struck me, and I just and this is exactly how loud I did it too. It wasn't one of those. It's an illusion. Fuck no. I was like, it's an illusion. Fuck you. I mean, it was it was balls to the wall, dude, and it was great. The people in front of me were laughing their asses off, and the people behind me. They had kids. I don't think they thought it was very funny. <laughs> yeah, so we heard of that all week, and it was funny. And then, of course, Roxy not getting it at first. It was just like, oh, Roxy, don't you understand the joke? <laughs> Come on. Throw me a freaking bone here. You understand the joke, right, Kaylin? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think sometimes she does it just to be... Um, contradictory like just to not go along with them which i mean granted she probably should sometimes just to lower them down to reality a little bit but <laughs> yeah no i've been saying it in my head all week that is hilarious it is yeah, did you guys happen to youtube and watch the entire clip of it no but oh, i've been no to. oh yeah oh, it's not. it's so funny it's so funny man like I don't, yeah, like, it's just like Christian said with the card tricks and, you know, he's a liar and just like, and the whole crowd's in on it, dude. The entire crowd's yelling, fuck you, back at him. It's awesome. I highly recommend to everyone watching it. But okay. I was mowing my yard earlier today and I was thinking about this week uh, uh -huh. and like going over the show notes in my head, you know, right. and that was one of the first things I thought of because while I was mowing, I'm out there going, it's magic. Fuck it. You know, and, and <laughs> I thought about, I know my neighbors imagine what they think. <laughs> um, but, uh, I thought about that and I swear, dude, I go, I'm just, I just go, just get it. Roxy. 
You know, you just like like my fists were clenched, and I just want like just understand it. <laughs> oh man! But uh, Monday show had a quite some good content going on. Of course, we had our famous, almost, uh, also favorite. That's the word I was thinking of. Favorite. Jason Inman was on talking about his new books, Super Soldiers. Oh yeah, that sounded really interesting too. I don't like to read, but I'm I'm already got it in my uh, got it in my saved list on Amazon. I'm definitely gonna get that. Oh yeah, I totally want to buy that and read it because uh, I mean I like comics and I like uh, Super Soldiers, so I kind of be interested in what he wrote about it. And of course, it's based upon on his uh, military experience too. I wanted to see it's like the most personal thing about Jason himself. So it's just like you know you want to get to know the guy better. So I'm down for that. Yeah, and I'm um. I haven't bought it yet, but I want to because it's such an interesting take that if you haven't been in the military, it's probably something you don't even think about. I don't think about which superheroes were in the military and which ones were not and which ones are accurate representations and which ones are not because I wouldn't even know that information. So it's just such a cool take on something that a lot of us already have some general information about. Exactly. Um, and he was oh, yeah. interviewed by um, our producer our Josh. Producer. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I was just going to say something like that. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. That thanks for reminding me because uh, you can actually check it out because it is available to listen. It is amazing. Yeah, it is good. I listened to it, man. I I really liked it. Well done, Josh. And his. Uh, his YouTube channel is what DC comic news. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Look up DC comic news. It's on YouTube. Check out the podcast channels. It's also on DC comic news. There's a website too. just check it out. They talked about the book in detail. Uh, very good interview. So I was like, damn, very good. So I just, I just love Jason Inman because I, I, I watch his uh, YouTube videos. I listen to the, the uh, geek history lesson podcast. So, yeah, I don't think there I don't think there's anything that he's done as far as videos and stuff that I've seen that I haven't enjoyed. He's just such a good guy. Like he's easy to yeah. listen to and he just seems like such a down to earth, just great guy. So I love listening to anything he's on. And and I had no idea that he'd served in the military either. So that was really cool to find out and you know, a, a lot more a lot more respect to anyone who, who uh, chooses to serve. And that, that was awesome to find out. I just, I had no clue, never would have thought about it. Yeah. I, I knew because I think he talked about that on the Riley round table with Yodi Riley. So I, 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 I listened to everything. So, uh, so talk about some news here. Uh, there was a couple of things. Well, actually just one thing, actually, uh, the Hunger Games gets a prequel. It seems like that, like this whole week, there's a lot of prequels coming. I mean, they even mentioned about uh, the Kingsman and then Game of Thrones filming their prequel. So, what kind of prequels do we want to see? Um, I'm definitely interested in a Game of uh, Game of Thrones. Well, I'm of course interested in that one, but uh, a Hunger Games prequel because I would love to see kind of early on. Um, what all this looked like before they actually attempted to rebel against it. Um, did y'all watch the movies or read the books? 
I didn't know. I, I've oh, only wait, wait, uh, shit. Hunger Games. I'm sorry, I got completely lost thinking about my answer to this question, which is <laughs> the most brilliant thing ever. But uh, uh, anyway, um, yes, I have seen the Hunger Game movies. I did enjoy them very much. And yeah. that, that would be very interesting to see how that world became that world. Because it's a fucked up world. Oh, yeah. So what did you come, what is your awesome answer to this, Wade? Oh, I, dude, the prequel that everyone needs. Lion King. I mean, <laughs> Lion King 2. Uh, no, Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. That movie was freaking amazing, dude. And I want to see a prequel of that. I'm thinking like, like maybe we could start off with like Simba's Born. You know, and and they bring him out and they present him to all the and I mean like have, like if he's king of the jungle, you know, lions are king. Then you got to have all the other animals out there, like so have zebras and giraffes and everything. And then like they present Simba, and I mean maybe his dad's name could be Darth Vader or something like that, or uh, Mufasa probably sounds better. That sounds better. So name him Mufasa. The, the Simba's dad, and then they present him, and then it's kings, you know, so like take a little bit of that, that chunk from uh, medieval times, you know, and um, have like, you know, maybe there could uh, maybe there could be a brother to the king who's just like, he, he's hungry for that power, you know, and, and then like he, I don't know, maybe he could kill Mufasa, or maybe not kill him, but you know, like, put him in the situation because he wants to be king. And then everything turns to shit. And then, you know, and then little Simba grows up, dude. And he's like, screw you, asshole. You killed my fucking dad. And I'm the rightful king. And then he goes and he kicks the shit out of him and that chick from The View and Cheech and Chong and and uh, 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 Pooh Bear. And he kicks the shit out of all of them. And then, and then that would be the perfect setup to, to Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. So that's what I, I want to see a Lion King 2 see, prequel. Oh, you know what? Ladies it's, and gentlemen, we need, we need to time out for this. It sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> we need to time out for this. I should pitch movies in Hollywood, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me before we move on. We gotta address this because remember a few weeks ago we set up a bet between Wade and Kaylin here to watch two movies they have never seen before. So Kaylin had Jaws, Wade had Lion King, and they finally watched their movies. And now let's just get the thoughts and experiences with the movies right off the bat here and see what they thought about their movies they had to watch. So. Who would like to discuss that first? Well, I, I say ladies first. Oh, well, thank you. Um, so I watched Jaws yesterday, and I took a few notes. So let me look at those. I do remember thinking that it uh, that I probably wasn't going to like it as much because, you know, you hear people talk about these classic and... Um, just well-loved movies and I fully expected the hype to just make it seem better than it ended up being but I actually really did enjoy it um it felt dated only in the sense of like 
the clothes they're wearing and their, you know, their hairstyles and, you know, <laughs> all of that. Their huge glasses yeah. and all of that sort of stuff. But it didn't feel dated in terms of the storyline. Um, so some things I noticed is, number one, um, um, Brody says the line, that's some bad hat, Harry. And I've yeah. heard that because someone has one of the production companies, I think it's Brian Singer's production company, is called Bad Hat Harry. And it says that at the beginning. So I've been hearing that forever and had no idea where it came from. I don't know why he says that, and I still don't understand the reference. But at least now I know that it's in a famous movie, and that's probably what the reference is. Um, and... Um, the one thing that I did notice that I think would have been different in this movie if it was made today was nobody seemed to care all that much that that kid died. Like, everyone was just, like, worried about their businesses and there was no, like, moment of mourning, really. Yeah. And I'm just like, today they would have tugged the heartstrings a little bit, you know? Um, that, that woman who played his mom was great in that scene, though. And yes. if I remember correctly, she's act she was actually a resident of that that area, that town that they filmed in, and that's where they got her from, if I'm correct. Oh wow. Um also the people in this town are just stupid, including <laughs> like the mayor dude or whatever he is, who's just like, We're not closing the beaches. This is how we make money and we're not sending people away. And it's like, oh, so you're going to let them get eaten instead. That sounds much better for money long term. Um, <laughs> and um, I just from, uh, you know, so, uh, just society and listening to things, I always assumed that we would be following the character of Hooper. I thought he was the main character. Hmm. I didn't realize till I started watching it that we follow brody and hooper just sort of ends up you know in the story um and also as soon as he started talking richard dreyfus i realized i was like i know his voice because i looking at him he didn't look familiar but of course you know this was 30 40 years ago um and i realized he is in the movie the american president do y'all know what movie that is from the 90s yeah, yeah yes. with uh klein Chris mm -mm, Klein? Um, Michael, or not Chris Michael Klein. Douglas. All right, yeah, yeah. Aaron Sorkin wrote the script for that, or wrote the story at least. Yeah, 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 I know that. Yeah, Michael Douglas and Annette Bening, and he's the president and all of that. Well, Richard Dreyfus is like the bad guy who wants to take him down and, you know, run against him for president later. And I was just like, he sounds exactly the same. He doesn't look anything the same because that movie is 20 years later, but he sounded exactly the same still. And that is the only thing that I like came to mind whenever I saw him. But overall, I really liked it. Um, I know that famously the, the shark didn't work and that's why we don't see it at the beginning for a long time. But to me, it worked because it kind of kept a little bit of suspense and also something that i looked up was that movie's only rated pg which of course pg-13 wasn't a thing then but i'm watching this movie going i guess technically <laughs> there's nothing to make it r rating but how the heck is a movie about a shark attack 
PG rated. <laughs> like that just feels ridiculous, but I guess it's a sign of the times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely would have been PG 13 if it had been done today. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Movies back then were so different with the ratings because it wasn't until 1984 when PG 13 happened. Yeah. Yep. So, I'm glad you liked it. That's good. I did. I really did like it. Um, so you watched The Lion King, and how did you feel about it? I know you famously have problems with this movie. Um, well, it's, it's yeah, it's Disney animated and singing and all that shit in general that I don't care for. But <laughs> I toughed it. Well, I shouldn't say I toughed it out. We'll get to that. Um, but I, I did make a few notes. Um First, the positive things. Uh, it had good, solid animation. I was actually surprised by that. And that slow-mo fight scene with Scar and Simba at the end, that was the shit. And it it was really extremely shocking to find out that Darth Vader had a voiceover career. I had no idea. But he was great as Mufasa. And um, when Simba curled up under Vader's arm... Um, when, when he curled up under Vader's arm and when he died, that was, that was really, I don't know, that kind of tugged at my heartstrings a little bit. Um, the laughing hyena was just brilliant. That was, I mean, that was fucking really brilliant, dude. Cause at first I, I will admit at first I'm like, I'm like, man, this is so not PC. Cause I was like, I was like, they've made a hyena who's, who's like, mentally handicapped and shit. That was my first thought. And I'm like, dude, how did they get away with this shit? And then it started laughing, and I was like, oh, duh, laughing hyena. That's fucking brilliant, dude. So I really like that. Um, a couple of uh, 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 things that I thought, like, Scar, I think Scar, I think it would have been more interesting if Scar would have been Mufasa's older brother who was disgraced somehow and kind of cast aside. Um, One, he came off to me as more like an older brother. And two, I just, the younger brother who isn't the heir anymore because of the king's son, that's just so damn overplayed. It just, I think it would have been a cool twist. Um, I didn't like the pig and whatever that other rodent that Pepper is from Modern Family. I didn't like them. Um, uh, but yeah, the broad from the view, Cheech and Chong and Pooh Bear were awesome as the hyenas. Um, and then of course, Alfred was Scar and he was great. Uh, uh, just awesome. Uh, Darth Vader, of course, was Mufasa. But the thing that threw me off was when it starts, Tim, the tool man, Taylor's son is Simba. And then he grows up and it's like, Dude, Ferris Bueller's Day Off Part Two, and I was just like, "Hey, well, you know, we can we can mm-hmm. maybe work with this shit." Mm-hmm. But overall, it was it was an okay movie. It was a typical plot line and all that shit. But I I did not like the songs whatsoever, and I I will admit I, I fast-forwarded through every song other than the first one because Why? I could not stomach it. I couldn't do it. No. That Just all of them. All of them. Just so fucking terrible, man. 
I couldn't do it. I tried. I couldn't do it. But hey, at least I watched it, though. I mean, uh, but. Okay, so you fast forwarded through Scar's song where he sings Be Prepared? Yeah, I fast forwarded through every song oh. except the very first one. That oh. circle of life shit, dude. I was. I was past it, dude. I was like five seconds into that fucking song, and I was like, dude, I can't take this shit anymore. But I toughed it out. For you, Kaylin, I toughed it out. But that was the only song I could go all the way through. Man, if you were going to tough out one song, I would have said Be Prepared. It's my favorite. Um, and a fun fact about that song is Jeremy Irons threw his voice out uh, singing one part of it. So the very end of that song is actually... Um, Jim Cummings doing his best uh, Scar impression and singing wow. it. So yes. you, can tell. you can you tell. Can, when it, you can you tell. Know. Yeah. Um. So it almost sounds like Tigger trying to sound tough. Tigger. Um, yeah. So, uh, but oh my goodness, no, the songs are the best. I tried. I tried. Well, I'm but, glad you made it through it. So, um, do you think you could get through Lion King 2, Simba's Pride? I've already seen that. That's why I want the prequel to it. How have you already... <laughs> did you already... You watched it, too? No, I'm making a joke. Oh. <laughs> it's got great music, too, that you can fast forward through. It's an illusion! Fuck you! It's magic! Fuck you! Just understand the joke, Kaylin! Just get it! I'm just kidding. I'm sorry! No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm the Rossi of the group. If you're gonna try to prank someone, you've got to let me know. Because I will ruin it! I was just joking, uh, you know. Um, but no, I, I don't have any desire to see, uh, Lion King 2 or anything like that. Um, I probably won't watch the live action one. Although if it didn't have singing in it, I definitely would. Cause I think that would be cool, but I just, I just can't, there's a handful of musicals that I like and I just can't do it. I just, it's just something about them, but Hey, overall, Overall, it was it was a pretty good movie, so I'll give you that. Well, I'm glad you at least stomached it. No problem. But I was hoping for a more positive reaction. Uh, do we still have any listeners left? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Did any listeners leave after that? And is anybody else listening? Okay, if you're still listening, <laughs> let's continue on. <laughs> so the rest of Monday. So okay. Uh, they were talking about people, and I want, just want to see. I know Kaylee didn't have much for this, but I just want to ask Wade this if he has anything. But we'll talk about this. They're talking about certain actors and actresses having a good like franchise life. What? Who has the best? Like you know, like mentioned Stallone, Cruz, Arnold, Ford, Pratt, Saldana, Weaver, Jolie, Lily. So, uh, who do you think has the best franchise life? Man, that's a really tough one to be honest. Because I mean. It is. I, I don't know, and, and I, they threw Harrison Ford in there for the Jack Ryan, but I honestly don't know if I would, I don't think that was really a big franchise, not big enough to count him in, in that discussion, but I don't know, man, I'd probably have to say, 
really probably Schwarzenegger with the uh, with all, with the Terminator and shit. I mean, really, dude, everybody knows who Terminator is. That's true. I agree with that actually. Um, and there's some others sprinkled in there. There was like Predator in there, but he didn't appear in the other. Uh, Predator yeah. films, but then there was like, I mean, yeah, he's got a bunch of those kind of franchise films that started off like a franchise in itself, I guess, in a way. Thinking about it, I mean, and there's like other people too. I mean, I was thinking like Tom Cruise as well because it was like Mission Impossible. That was a major thing. That's a big yeah, franchise. And he's, there's he's, a lot of those. He's done a whole bunch of other movies too that started franchises. So, I mean, so I just was kind of curious about that because. If they cool. turn Top Gun into a franchise, then I will change oh, it to no. Tom Cruise. You know, it, it would be Tom Cruise because Top Gun Two is coming out next year. That do, what considers something of or what what it makes something a franchise? Isn't it at least three? Pro- probably, maybe four. I mean, I don't but, know. Uh, but if it has like sequels, maybe you can count that as a franchise, just like because it has maybe multiple sequels. So I mean, so. Yeah, I was I, I like I love Tom Cruise bits, so I I think Mission Impossible, Top Gun, uh, was there anything else that had? No, okay, um, okay. The Monday show had a caller question, and it was a really good one, and I really want this to happen. Uh, what is your answer to this? Should streaming sites implement special features behind the scenes and commentaries? Yes, absolutely. Yes, I would watch all of that stuff. Um, that's the one big bummer with, uh, you know, shows that come on Netflix or Amazon Prime that never get released on, um, DVD or anything is you don't have any of that. And I eat that stuff up, especially commentaries. I love a good commentary. So if some of these, you know, really good, good shows had stuff like that, oh my God, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree, too, from a fan standpoint. Sometimes, you, you know, I've done it on the, the show before. I'll bring, a, you know, my personal fan opinion and then a more professional opinion. My fan opinion, absolutely, yeah. I want everything I can possibly get for my money. But from a professional business standpoint, um, that's going to, you know, a lot of – that's going to cut back on your Blu-ray sales if they do that. And I think that's probably the reason why they don't is because even though I'm watching Endgame or Infinity War on my streaming service, I have to, if I want the bonus shit, which I really would like to watch, that's how they get my mo- more money out of my pocket to go buy that Blu-ray and stuff. So from a fan point, yeah, I want everything I can get. From a business point of view, it's smart business not to include it. But what if it's something that is like produced by the streaming service? Like, you know, not something that you expect to see on DVD later, which I, I know that sometimes oh, they right. still release them on DVD. What about that? Like, like Netflix originals? You mean like yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be fine because that would, yeah, yeah, absolutely because that's the streaming service that I'm paying. So right. yeah, that that makes complete sense. But you know, if it's like a outside movie, you know, like an Avengers or something like that, then right, and that's where the the 
you know, you'd want to get that extra money out of people's pocket. But yeah, good, good call. Yes. Yeah, I am a sucker for everything behind the scenes of the featurettes and oh. the behind the scenes stuff, and even the commentaries. I love the commentaries the most. Um, I will mention this because I love this aspect because a while ago, I think Ryan Johnson, who famously recently directed Last Jedi, he had a film called Looper, and uh, he what he did was really smart. He actually. He had a commentary track you can actually go to the theater with to listen to after you watch the film a couple of times. Oh wow! You could like go to it was on SoundCloud. It's the same platform that our producer uses to post podcasts of Afterlife and uh, Talking Schmodown. Oh. So he would like, yeah, like Ryan Johns had his own SoundCloud. He would like you queue up the commentary at the theater and you'd like watch the movie with the commentary if you went in a theater with it. And then the DVD Blu-ray commentary is different from the theater commentary. Oh. That is a cool way to drive ticket sales. Yeah. I know. And I, he's like the only one that has ever done it. Like, that was the Imagine. first and last time I've seen it. You know, uh, and I know we're going to discuss this at some point, uh, but if Endgame is really wanting to make some extra money, that would be a fabulous way to do it. Because how many people have already seen it once, twice, three times, and would totally go for that? <laughs> oh man, a three-hour commentary. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, you can find someone who will talk for three hours. We do it sometimes. True, true. Touche, touche, touche. Because... Yeah, I, we can stack that up right now. They eventually talked about how Avengers Endgame is coming back into theaters because they're adding some stuff at the end with bonus uh, deleted scenes, a surprise, and a tribute at the end. So I was just like, do you really want to sit through three hours of the movie again and then see that bonus stuff at the end? Um, I doubt I will. Maybe. I don't know. Um... I definitely don't think that it's wrong of them to do that. People are screaming that they're doing it to beat Avatar's record, but Avatar's record has re-release money in it. Yeah. So, yeah. and so did Titanic. I saw Titanic yeah. when it was re-released a few years ago. Um, so you're you're not comparing apples to apples there. You re-releasing it with new stuff would be more of an apples to apples comparison. So I don't see what the big deal is. And if they want to make more money, which ultimately it's a company, then let them try. Yeah. I, w I would have said, uh, I would have said uh, it's a cheap move. If like you said, Kalen Titanic and avatar hadn't re-released also, but they re-released too. So that makes it fair play in my book. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, on top of what Kaylin, or not to mention, you know, Kaylin, another point she made that was spot on. It's all about the Benjamins, dude. So if you want to make money, do whatever you want to do to make money. That's the American dream. And you don't yeah. have to give your money to it if you think it's a cheap ploy or you don't have exactly. the urge to see it again. Don't exactly. give them your money. I gave money to both Avatar and Titanic when they were re-released uh, because I chose to. But not everybody you know did. Yeah, you have that power to do so. I mean, no one's stopping you. No one's preventing you to go to see it or not. So, 
Um, I've only seen it once, and uh, I don't know. I because uh, I think I know what they're doing. I know what deleted scene they're talking about, and I kind of know what it is. And I'm kind of curious how that plays out. Yeah, I'm not gonna go. I I sat there the first time and. I had to get up to pee at the end, and I came back, and Thor's hammer flew right by fucking Thor, and Captain America got it. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just miss? No. So I'll just wait till it comes out on Blu-ray. Well, that's why I had to see it twice, because I had to pee in different scenes both times so I can put together the whole movie. And this is where Brett's, uh, Brett's idea of having the bathrooms at the back of the theater with a see-through with a see-through glass, so you can pee and watch the movie at the same time, is brilliant. Yeah, I I don't know if I could do that, um, but from a a man's perspective, it probably seems uh, to make <laughs> know, more was, sense. It can make reverse stalls for you ladies, you know what I mean? Like, it's a stall, but it, instead of walking in and the toilet's facing you, you, you walk in and kind of walk around the toilet because the toilet's facing the movie theater screen. Oh, that sounds great. So people can see me while I pee? No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 of course it would be. It's yeah, a it's a one-way one mirror. One-way so glass. Screw it, but you don't yeah. see. Yeah. That's what it is. Ah, so so get your mind out of the gutter, woman. I, I was very confused. I'm like, so people can no. just turn around and watch me no. pee? No, look, it's Kalen peeing. That sounds like a terrible idea. That sounds like a way to get sued real fast. <laughs> and what's the guarantee that your that the theater that the bathroom faces is your theater. You'd have to have bathrooms attached to every single screen. I'm down. Well, <laughs> well, my thought was that like there'd be like two different bathroom stalls for the women and ladies, of course, you know, and there'd be like a separate staircase like within the theater. So you go like you walk into the theater, but then there's a staircase going into the bathrooms facing the screen. So you go walk up and you turn into the bathrooms and you go to the bathroom that way and there's just there's the glass one way you go to the bathroom and then go back down the same staircase and sit back in your seat oh my goodness y'all thought a lot about this <laughs> and hey kaylin do you do you do you happen to know how one-way glass works like this the science behind it uh, no i've never put any thought or effort into learning about that it's magic! Fuck you! Illusion! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! Uh, okay. Tuesday show. Let's get into the Tuesday show. Uh, by far the best show of the week. By far. My opinion. Uh, because Makuga got scared to yeah. shit. Because of the tether that came by to with the packages from us. To promote the release of us on blu-ray and dvd and digital yeah so if you were listening to this episode instead of watching it you were probably very confused sarah <laughs> because my, my husband was listening to it and pulled out his earphones and said turn on collider live and he made me actually turn on the or he wanted me to turn on the actual youtube video because i was watching something else on the tv because he's like Makuga is screaming, and I don't know why. Yeah, that was that. I don't know. I I was looking down when it when he first screamed, and so I was like, then I look back up, and I'm like, 
dude, what the fuck is going on? Actually, it was, it was, I missed the first scream. And then I look up and all I see is the poster falling off the door and Makuga running behind Christian. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck did I just miss? So I had to go back on the live recording. I rewound it and I was like, okay. And I watched it all. And then I went back and rewound the live stream again because I wanted to watch it a second time. (laughs) Oh, my God. So good. So good. And I'm glad they didn't tell Roxy about it either. She was a little she was a little raw that they didn't let her in on it, but I'm with I'm with Riley, man. The more reactions you can get out of it, the better. Right. But I am with Roxy because I am that person who's going to ruin a bit because I don't know it's a uh-huh. bit. And so I felt her pain there because she's she was worried she ruined it because she picked up on the music. And mm-hmm. that is exactly me. So I felt her there, but it it was pretty funny to get their reactions. And Makuga had the best line ever, which yes. was he screamed at her, "Thank you so much for your hospitality. Please leave now." <laughs> he's so polite, man. Even when he's flipping out like that, mm-hmm. it's so fucking funny. One of the best moments of the week so far. I loved it. Uh. I just wanted to quote Roxy because she did quote something regarding her tan. And she was like, Oh yeah. I've been trying at some point every day to spend 15 minutes outside looking up and everyone laughed in hysterics because that's kind of ridiculous. But I guess if it's your way to get a tan, sweetheart, that's uh, fine by me. Um, I think the bigger concern is, is she staring directly into the sun for those 15 minutes? <laughs> Yeah, I hope she has her eyes closed. Or or sunglasses, I don't know. Well, if she had on sunglasses, she'd have them big, uh, the big white spots around her eyes from where the the sun didn't get it. That is true. (laughs) She is looking mighty tan these days, though, so something's working. She even Instagram, she did like an Instagram post, too, and it's uh, the same thing. Like, I try to be in the sun for 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, you're really promoting that way too much. I look up at the sky too, man, but normally it's like a dog does when the wind's blowing, you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, uh, they talked about Mission Impossible International and the problems they had behind the scenes, but here's the thing I wanted to know, because they did mention on, this briefly. Was it, it, you mean Men in Black? Did I say something different? You, <laughs> you said, said Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I was like, did they just do another Mission Impossible already? Oh, wow, I had that really on my mind. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, saw, I saw MIB and I was like, wait, MI means Mission Impossible. <laughs> what? Men in Black International, I'm sorry. Men in Black International had problems behind the scenes. They talked about that and they mentioned this. And I want to mention this because I was like super excited for this. There was going to be a crossover between Men in Black and 21 Jump Street. And... That was a leak from Sony back during the email uh, leak days. And I was like, okay, give me that. I would love to see that. But that's probably why they had problems with the movie because there was so much going on with the script and the director and all that stuff. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the 21 and 22 Jump Street movies. Um, I, I did watch the first one and then 22 Jump Street. I didn't make it through the very opening scene. But um, 
I tell you what, the that crossover sounded very interesting to me. And but they were talking on the show. They made it sound like there would be Men in Black agents and uh, Jonah Hill and uh, is it yes. Tan Chan Channing Tatum? Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Now yes. I I would have thought that and and I would think that it would be funnier if they would make it where like uh they the 21 and 22 guys get a promotion to this insane new alien agency and they okay. become the new men in black that's see, what i thought was going to happen that could be an intertwine of what they were going to do because that that would be the thing cuz uh since you missed it wait at the end of 22 jump street the end credits actually did like a proposed like franchise of 21 Jump Street and they did like fake titles and locations oh. and schools they go to. So um, Men in Black wasn't one of them, but that would have been like a funny like sequel to that. It'd be like, oh, they've they're like hunting aliens like in Men in Black and they upgraded to that level. And it would have been funny to have those guys interact with the agency and other agents like that. Yeah, yeah. But. Um. I don't care for either of these franchises, but you know, if if they really want like to incorporate a Channing Tatum franchise into the Men in Black world, I'm thinking Magic Mike. So Will Smith and Chris Hemsworth have to go undercover as strippers with the Magic Mike people. I think you would then entice your female audience. You get your male audience. I think that it, it can't go wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, if only there were a camera on me right now, I would look just like Roxy does when they're talking about Rocky. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, hey, I'll give it to you. It's it's definitely inventive, and I'm not saying that it's that it's a bad pitch. I'm just saying, you know, like a strip tease meets Men in Black, maybe better angle for me. <laughs> well, Demi Moore, come on. It depends on what you're into, um, <laughs> what demographic they're going for. Exactly. I love that. That really is that really is a good idea, though. I like that. That's good. That's that's, that's good. Yeah, it is. That's, that's a good pitch. Uh, it's never going to happen, but uh, wishful thinking. <laughs> wishful thinking. Magic Mike. Oh, my gosh. It took me a second for that to register when you said that, and then I'm just like, what? <laughs> Magic I mean, Mike. Here we go. If you want to get me to see a Men in Black movie, <laughs> I mean, that might be the way. Because Matthew McConaughey in those? He was in the first one. I did not see Magic Mike XXL, so I'm not sure if he was in that one. But he was in the first one, very, very almost naked. Um, Is XXL the size of their thongs? I don't know. <laughs> but that's what they named the sequel. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh. Uh, we'll, we'll have to make another bet, Kaylin. You watch something I say, and then you'll have to be like, watch Magic Mike! <laughs> oh, God, help me, please. 
the one of the last things I'll mention from Tuesday's show is they did a summer movie breakdown to, to consider what would be summer movie and what would be good or bad and blah 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 and what years were good for summer movies. And Christian just was very hard on like Endgame's not summer. <laughs> April's not summer. It's May through August. Or yeah, May through August. It was just like really? Just give Roxy Endgame. Uh he's right, technically. He's right, technically, but Endgame definitely kicked off our summer. I like, can agree with that, yes. I can agree with that. And things, they are a-changing. Like, there is no downtime anymore at the movies. Right, exactly. So, my God. Yes, but he was being very, very strict with Roxy. Poor Roxy. <laughs> I was like, really? Six cars away! Six car spaces away, Roxy. But oh no, Bloomingdale's, Bloomingdale's. I can only get to my car from Bloomingdale's. I can't go from A to B. I have to create a new B and call B C because I know how to get from A to new B and then from new B to C. But I don't know how to get from A to C. Sorry. <laughs> Roxy's navigational skills crack me up. I know, same. Oh, man. I mean, you've got to admit that that is insane. How she does, like, like I can't get from my house to this, to Bloomingdale's, but I know how to get from the gas station to Bloomingdale's, so I'll go out of the way to the gas station so that I then know how to get to Bloomingdale's. And it takes me an hour longer, but at least I'm not lost. I mean, I don't know. Poor God girl. Bless her heart. <laughs> yes, bless her heart. Definitely. Six spaces down. <laughs> so, so are we having a good movie summer so far? That's the question. No, uh, I don't think so. Meh. Meh. Yeah. Meh. I don't know. I mean, my husband and I have seen... I think the only movies we've seen this summer are Endgame twice, and then this weekend we saw Dark Phoenix, which was the definition of meh. Uh, <laughs> um, oh boy. Yeah. And normally nice. in the summertime, we'd be at the movies all the time, so Jeez. it's not a lack of options, it's just a lack of good options. Yeah. It seems like it. That's, that, that's, people, that is your proof. If she's not going out to movies more that jesus christ what's the yeah. world gonna do yeah i think the only thing i'm not looking forward to much this year at all like like looking forward to the only things i'm looking forward to is um is it and uh joker and of course once upon a time in hollywood other than that i'll just damn. you know i'll just see whatever else i want to see whenever i happen to see it damn yeah. damn I, I haven't been, I shouldn't talk. I mean, I've not been to the theater in a while, so it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of movies I, I want to see. I think Solo was the last thing I saw in the theater. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't go to the movies very often at all. I just, I wait, just. Wait, 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 The last movie you've seen this year. Or not even this, I'm, no, I'm saying the last movie I saw in the theater was Solo. But you saw Endgame. Okay, but you saw Endgame in theater. Oh, right? motherfucker, I forgot all about that. Damn, dude. Taking, 
Take another hit, man. <laughs> Dude, Green I don't know. Man. I completely spaced it. Green man fucking got me. No, I don't know, man. I, I totally spaced. Yes, never mind. I, Endgame was the last movie I saw yes, in the theater. Yes, yes, this year. I'm thinking Solo was a while ago. I was like, what the fuck, yeah. dude? Dude, total dumb moment right there. Oh, Christ. But my grandparents have you beat. The last movie they saw in theaters was Home Alone 2. Oh! Shit, 20 years ago. Christ almighty. Yep. Did they go see Home Alone 1 in the theater? I have no idea. <laughs> what a completely ask. random and meaningless question to, to ask of me. But, you know, hey, it was there. Okay. Wednesday show. Uh, God, I love this so much. Talking about shit again. <laughs> Roka shitting his pants twice, and there was a whole story. But then the conversation that Riley and Roka had was so good. It was like, Riley was like, What's wrong with you guys? How are you shitting your pants? We're adults. And he's like, and Roka's like, you know, Riley, it's going to happen to you, m young man. He's like, no, it won't. Oh. And Roka's like, yes, it will. Yes, it will. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was, was the funniest good. conversation on that show. I love it. Man. It's, it's amazing how often this comes up in conversation because there's an episode of Top Ten where Roka and Matt No spend a good 15-20 minutes telling shitting their pants stories at the beginning of it. That's right! Oh I gosh. remember that episode! Yes! Yes! Oh. That's right! Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Oh, so, I, I think the thing we all need to wonder is, when is this going to happen to us? Like, when is this going to become a normally recurring thing that happens well, I, I was about to ask if you guys ever shit your pants before, as adults. I don't think so. Like? Yes. Yes? I have, too. <laughs> I have. Yes. Hey, it happens sometimes, man. Dude, sometimes, like Roka said, sometimes it, it hits you. It, mm -hmm. it hits you when it yep. hits you, and it gives you no warning, and there is no amount of time that you can hold it in. It's like we are doing this right here and right now. Get ready. Yep. You know what? It did happen to me once, but it was more like an untrustworthy fart, and I was, uh. and and I happened to be at home, so it was not near as dramatic as the stories they're telling. Oh my god! I will say I was at I was at work last week, and it was really hot. And did you shit your pants? No, no, no. But we're standing there working, and I had to fart, so I farted. And then right after I farted, I was trying to decide for the rest of the two hours that I was at work, did I just shit a little, or is that just sweat? Oh. <laughs> Very uncomfortable two hours. Oh, God. <laughs> Kayla just went completely silent. <laughs> <laughs> no, my voice didn't go out. Oh my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> oh god, okay. Um uh, so Saul called in. That guy calls in every single time and gets in. What the hell? What does he do? Does he just sit there from the time the show starts and just dial over and over again? 
It has to because he's like he's always like the first or like within the calls. It's like and everyone else is trying else to get in, and he's like there. It's like what the hell, Saul? Yeah, the the most I've called in to try to get on was sixty four times. Oh then, my god! Yeah, that was for the glass Blu Ray giveaway. Then a couple of days later, they had the uh, fighting with my family giveaway, and I got it. I got through. And it took me six tries, or maybe less than that. But Josh told me, uh, our Josh told me that uh, he tried one day to get through uh, like 160 times or something. Yes, he tried to call. Right. And I'm just yes. like, and oh then when God. you, and that's just one person. So if you think about that, and then all the other, at least hundreds who are trying to call in, dude, something's going on. Saul has got a fucking hookup, dude. Or, or he's got a magic phone or something, dude. So, anyways, he was calling in. He had a couple of questions. Uh, first one was, he was like, when are you going to stop this bullshit with the one-hour Friday show? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I was, and he's like, oh, Christian's like, yeah, for our insanity, it, it's only an hour for your sake. Because if it was two hours, it would be crazy. <laughs> um, but see... Uh, before the, I think it was towards the end of the call. He was like, Christian's like, you know, no, it was during the question. Actually, he was like, you know, maybe sponsorships would help us, you know, give us a Friday show. You know, maybe it would be sponsored by bacon. And then and Roxy's like, I love bacon. She's That's great. She won my heart over. Because <laughs> I mean, nothing's not almost nothing is better than bacon. Bacon's like up there in the top three, dude. Top three what? Of just greatest things in the world. Oh. <laughs> All right, maybe top five. At least definitely the top five. Oh so, goodness. yeah, you go, Roxy. Bacon fucking rocks. So, uh, Saul's other question, which he's not on social media, but he had to ask this question for the rest of them and, of course, us, because it's a really good question. What are you really getting out of with having social media? Um, a lot of anxiety sometimes. Um, Jeez. Uh, lots of videos of people getting hurt, uh, but in funny ways. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Let's see. Firework hammer. Uh, seeing pictures of children, of people I haven't seen or spoken to in a decade, but somehow I see the pictures of their children and their cats. Um, yeah, not as much as you probably would expect. Well, <laughs> I I don't get much out of it at all, man. I like, I get on my Facebook, I got it set to private and I don't even let my mom on there. So I, I do. It's because my mom's a good Christian woman. And oh. I cuss like a motherfucker. I make fun of people. I make fun of things and situations. I can be pretty harsh sometimes. I'm never like in a malicious way. It's always in my mind. It's it's funny. There's something about if it it's funny, unless it's about politics and that kind of stupid shit. But uh, as far as the Twitter, I just use that for the show. Except I crack a couple jokes here and there that have nothing to do with right. anything. Um, but 
Man, yeah, about four or five years ago, I was bad addicted to the social media. I was pissed off all the time, very, very angry. And it took me a long time to uh, to learn to step away from that shit and to just calm down. And so I don't use social media much anymore. I just, because it just, it, it just, I was in a very bad spot, dude. I was getting way too into it and it was making me really mad. So I don't like social media very much, man. It just it's a bunch of bullshit. I am all over that shit like butter. <laughs> I I have all the socials out there. I try to converse and interact and consume as much as possible. Um my nights are usually trying to catch up what I missed during the day. So I end up like going on Facebook, sharing a bunch of crap, Twitter, t- retweeting or tweeting whatever. Instagramming, taking videos or videos or whatever, on YouTube, watching videos, whatever. I mean, it's my socialization with other people, basically. So, because I don't yeah. have a lot of people to interact with in real life. So, it's all how you use it, you know? And like you're, it sounds like you're using it in a good and healthy way for you that's not overwhelming you or putting you in a bad spot. I wasn't, dude. I was. I was watching all the videos of shit that pisses me off. You know what I mean? I was going down uh, that path. That I was way. watching all the all the stupid Damn. political and social shit, and 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 I was getting really stuck in that area. So I was not using it for the right reasons. So, and yeah. I'm glad that some people can, dude. But for me, I just I let it become that that dark place of of, of venting my my anger and frustration, and it just. Yeah, I lost a few friends because of it. So, yeah, I, I feel a lot better these days, man. When I'm not because I'm not on it and shit that much. So, but I'm right glad on. you. I'm glad you guys are using it to to good purposes, man. I wouldn't say I use it to good purposes. I, I don't get <laughs> quite that stressed out about it though. Um, uh, I have, but I also um, have no problem deleting or blocking or unfollowing people. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I will mm-hmm. just, you know, ditch people. And I've got, I almost unfriended one of my mom's friends because she ruined the very end of Sons of Anarchy for me many years ago. <laughs> um, wow, that's savage. Really close to unfriending her, but I didn't. Oh, man. That's about oh. the angriest Facebook has ever made me. But, um, yeah. So, I don't know. I do get really, uh, I go through periods where I forget to ever post anything. And then at some point <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, some important stuff happened. Maybe I should put a picture on Facebook. <laughs> it takes a while, though. And we're on the Thursday show. Uh, let's talk about something that was so bad it's good because Christian watched What If on Netflix. Uh, he thought it was that quality of content so what was something either a show or a movie that was like so bad but we just can't stop watching oh dude it's a movie for me but 100 percent lion king <laughs> come on G- give me more laughs than that no uh i honestly couldn't think of anything man i tried really hard but everything i'm i'm in that mindset where if i don't if I don't like it or I'm not enjoying it or, or I, if there's something about it that bothers me, I just don't watch it. So I can't, I don't understand when Christian's like, 
it's like a bad train wreck and I just can't look away to me. It's like, dude, if it's a bad train wreck, you know, who cares? I'm just going to keep on going. I got other shit to do, dude. But I, I, so I don't know. I couldn't think of anything. I have one, which is, uh, the Jersey shore. That is, I mean, that is the definition of train wreck, but it's so hard to stop watching. You know what? And now that you say that, uh, I, that it, I will I will say Bachelorette, um, because that is absolutely terrible yeah. and it's a train wreck. It's so bad. But like, not only have I been watching it for the show uh, to talk about it with Sarah when they talk about it on Collider Live, but I found myself actually setting an alarm last Monday to remind myself to watch it because right. I was excited. Oh my goodness. There you go. So I'll say Bachelorette. Yeah. Yeah, but as far as like scripted, like a scripted movie or scripted TV, I can't do it. But like, you know how uh, The Room is famously like You're so bad. You're tearing me apart, oh. Kaylin. You're I tearing me apart. I, I couldn't get through it. I couldn't. I was just the... like, I can't do this. I was going to say The Room because it's so like. Tommy Wiseau, man, that guy is just like off kilter in the dialogue in the movie and the way it's just ah. Uh. I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Now I do love the the movie. The um. Oh shit. Uh, the disaster artist. Artist, yes. Yeah, I I have that. seen that a couple times, and I love that. Um, but I can't, I can't make it through the room. I I love, (laughs) I love bad movies. I am, I'm a sucker for those bad movies. I I would like go out and find the crappiest movie and see how bad it is. Oh man. I I, I like old, like old B horror movies and shit. That's shit cool. And like, dude, like killer clowns from outer space. That movie cracks me the fuck up. Oh man. Love it. I just saw that. Like recently, and just that that is just so like, yeah, I can't believe it was made. Oh my god, <laughs> hilarious! So good. Um, so they got talking about okay, the, the conversation leading up to this this debate was regarding to Mary Poppins' returns, how Riley doesn't like it, and film scores, and how Christian's wife bought. CDs and it's like oh CDs versus digital music, uh, did so. <laughs> what is your take on that? Um, I do think it's funny that she wanted him to call her so she could defend her corner, <laughs> and he refused. Yeah, I um, noticed that too. <laughs> but I, I mean, her her reasoning was really good, which was I don't want to hand the, my child my phone or whatever so she could play music but i can buy her a cd and she has a little cd player and she can play it and i don't have to worry about what she's listening to or you know anything because it's a cd so her reasoning was good in terms of personally if it's not on my phone i'm probably not listening to it um the last cd i bought was at random on just a whim in Walmart a couple years ago, I bought an Alan Jackson CD, and I don't know. I, I mean, I love Alan Jackson, but I don't know why I purchased the CD. Um, 
I've heard all the songs on it a hundred times because it's like a greatest hits kind of thing. <laughs> um, and it's still in my car, but I don't ever put it in the player. So I don't know why I purchased that CD. And that's probably the only CD I've bought in the past like five years. What? That's wow. the most ridiculous story I've ever heard. I just walked into Walmart for some Ellen Jackson. I'm just like, I don't know why I bought this, but I like Ellen Jackson. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god, I never heard such a stupid story. <laughs> What the fuck, dude? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god. I'm actually broke. I'm broke. You broke me. <laughs> you broke him, Kaylin. I'm sorry. Oh my god, uh, it's so funny. Oh shit. I, uh, I'm, I'm still a CD guy. I like the physical copy I can hold. I like the artwork. I like... I just like all that kind of shit. Although the last CD, the last CD I bought was Adele, uh, twenty one. So that came out what six, seven, eight years ago or something. So it's been a yeah, long time. Wow. But That's, I mean, if you, if you don't, I just I, I don't understand a lot of the living with technology because when it all crashes, you're gonna lose everything. You're going to lose your music, music. you're going to lose all your digital yeah. movies, you're going to lose every single thing you ever had on a computer. Yeah. And that's part of the reason, that. yeah, that's part of the reason why my husband likes to buy Blu-rays or DVDs. Um, but he likes, we like to buy them with the digital copy, so like on the day-to-day -day we end up watching gotcha. the digital copy, but we have physical movies, if it's a movie we really care about. But music, we just... Neither one of us are huge music aficionados, as you can probably tell by my last CD purchase. <laughs> but, Alan Jackson. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we care way more about movies, so we invest right. in those. Um, but, oh God, yeah. And I don't get why he was like slamming her for buying a CD. Let her buy a damn CD. <laughs> He did seem to have an awful strong opinion on it. He really did. Yeah, I was. I was like, whoa. I, I, I agree. Like, you got to have physical media because what if the internet goes down? You have nothing. You have nothing. You have yeah. nothing. If you don't have DVDs, Blu-rays, CDs, anything of any form of media, you're screwed. You're like in the afterworld and you have nothing to like sure you might have no like if you have no like electricity then you don't have anything to play your music or movies on but still it's just like physical media is physical media i like it i like to touch it see it yeah. and pop it in my player you know and just yeah. put on whatever you know thing i i'm a this is more of a thing for me i have cassette tapes oh boy i collect oh, I them oh that's cool so I have like a whole carrying case full, like maybe I don't know, fifty to a hundred of them. Oh nice. my goodness! I so have yeah. one. I have, I have a tape player, and I listen to them pop it because I like the, like the sound of the analog, like the tape moving in the tape player, mm. and just like the sound is so great. Uh, I was yeah, I I'll... do have a. Oh no! Go ahead. Sorry. I do have a CD collection as well. I've been collecting since I was a kid. The last CD I bought was the La 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 Land soundtrack. The La La Land soundtrack. Wow, that came out so wrong. But I do use both digital and... I love that sound of vinyl. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, what yeah. was that, Kaylin? Oh, I was just saying, I do own one cassette tape. Oh, what's um, that? Uh, it Alan is Jackson? a, a – it may have Alan Jackson on it, actually. It's like a late 80s, early 90s country mix of some sort. <laughs> I bet Garth Brooks is on it, though, right? I don't remember what all is on it. I haven't listened to it in a long time, but I used to – it was my parents. I don't know how I ended up with it. And uh, I used to listen to it a lot, like when I was taking a shower and stuff when I was younger. And, you know, that was basically all. I mean, CDs have always existed in my lifetime, but that doesn't mean you had everything on CD. So, uh, so I do have one. I think it's in my car, actually. I don't know why my car has no capabilities to play a cassette. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Why would, why would you have a tape in the car? You don't play cassettes. Because my mom gave away my CD player to a friend and didn't realize my cassette was in it. So when I was at that friend's oh, house, I opened the cassette portion, pulled the cassette out, and put it in my car. And that's been <laughs> probably like 10 years ago, and it's been in my car ever since. Tie a shoestring through the, through one of the little holes and hang it from your rearview mirror as a trophy. <laughs> no, the sun will ruin it. Oh, you want to listen to it in 10 years anyway? <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen plenty of people take those cassette tapes and make, like, art out of it. And they would do, uh, oh, there was, like, a cassette tape lamp where they'd take, there was, like, four corners of the cassette tape with the lamp inside. So it was, like, you see, like, the, the color, like, the translucent tapes through it. So it was pretty cool. Oh so you could do the same thing for, like, uh, like a, uh, a car thing. You just hang it in the in the on the driver's window you know be like hey i got a cassette tape but i don't want to hang it from something because what if i want to listen to it one day you you have listened to it in 10 years what are you talking about (laughs) well that doesn't mean i won't want to listen to it later you have a cassette tape player in your house yes because my husband still has like a boom box type thing i was Uh, hoping you would have said no i was gonna laugh (laughs) <laughs> I do. I actually also have a VCR. Oh, I've been looking for one of those. I got a big collection of VHS. I do too. They're mostly Disney movies, so you wouldn't like them. Oh, those are but, worth money. <laughs> um, I have a whole bunch of Disney, mostly. I have Jurassic Park somewhere, but I've never watched it because, well, I've watched Jurassic Park since then, but I never watched the tape because the cover scared me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, they talked about film scores, of course, and composers, and I, they, I think Christian mentioned an underrated film composer, and I was like, yeah, so it's an underrated film composer that people don't talk about. I well, don't know, because the- if people don't talk about them, I don't know who they are. <laughs> That's the, that makes so much sense. <laughs> It does! That makes so much sense. Don't put logic into it. Yeah, how dare you be logical? Uh, uh, um, I, he's not a composer, but he's done some. He scored some movies. But I think Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails has uh, done brilliant work. He did mm-hmm. Natural Born Killers, David Lynch's Lost Highway, Social Network, He's just, he's good, man. He's good, and I think he should do a lot more work in film. Ooh, I like the social network. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when this category comes up on um, 
Schmodown. I always just guess Danny Elfman. <laughs> I always guess Hans Zimmer. Is it Zimmer or Zimmerman? Zimmer. Zimmer. I always, I always guess Hans Zimmer. Right, maybe 50% of the time. <laughs> Zimmerman. <laughs> Zimmerman. What the fuck? I can't remember these people's names. Christ, and you won't even know who, like, uh, mine was going to be, like, Harold Faltemeyer, who did Beverly Hills Cop and uh, Top oh, Gun yeah. soundtrack. Oh, dude, that Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack is fire, man. I had that when I was a kid. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think, yeah, it was Beverly Hills Cop and then Top Gun, of course. That was another one he did, and it was, he's, like, a very good synth composer, and I love his sounds. I was like, ah, oh, more. More of them, please. Um, okay, so this really pissed me off because they talked about time travel. Back to the future and the logic and how that's not the best use of time travel. Fuck you, Christian. <laughs> Fuck you so hard. <laughs> because first off, talking about how George McFly not realizing that Marty looked like Kelvin Klein when he was like, you know, got old enough to look like him. When Marty set them together, it started off a new timeline. So it wouldn't make sense for George to be like, oh, it looks like Calvin Klein. It would be a new timeline of which when he goes into the future or back to the present day in 85, Marty sees his parents in a new light and seeing how happy they are compared to the previous timeline when they had uh, the previous look you know all depressed and all that shit like that so that wouldn't make sense christian to mm. s think about that and the worst use of time travel the worst the worst use okay how would you do a better use of the time travel in back to the future how would you make a movie out of a time travel delorean when somebody goes back in time by accident what's a better use of time travel there um i have to agree with christian a little bit because i really dislike all the plot holes in Back to the Future. But the <laughs> you don't pay attention to the plot holes. I mean, it's a perfect That's... movie. The Back to the Future is a perfect movie. The sequel was good. The third one is, people tend to not like that, but it's just it completes the whole trilogy. I love the movies. Stop poking holes in it. <laughs> I, I, well, sorry to say I agree with Christian, too, because that's something I always wondered, is how did they not realize that this fucking, that their kid looks just you're like Calvin Klein? Fucking, fucking bullshit. You're no. not thinking, you're not thinking about the time travel logic. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I know, dude, I know, when you, time travel... You just have to look at it like magic. Fuck you. <laughs> it's an illusion. Fuck you. It just is, man. Just go. Just sit it back is. and go for it the is. ride. And I love them. I still yeah. have to see a ride. They are great movies. They really are great movies. And I, I love that they didn't say, like, spoiler alert about Arrival, because the fact that it has time travel in it is a huge freaking spoiler. See, and I'm doing something regarding time travel later, and I was like, Arrival's a time travel movie. I did that, and I yeah, that was, yeah. it's very well done too. I, I was like, really? I was like, oh, should I even talk? It's like, Ugh. 
Interesting. And it is, it's a ride. It's an intense ride. I kind of like the time travel in 2009 Star Trek. Yes. Um, I thought, yeah, and I thought it was a cool way to sort of acknowledge that, like, old Spock exists, Mm -hmm. but... Mm -hmm bring in new characters and like send them on a new journey. So you don't have to like replay the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I really, I liked that. I thought, but it's, it's subtle. It's, it's less. Right. Right. I understand. You don't then return to an old time. And that's to me, that's where issues happen with time travel is usually not when you time travel the first time. It's when you try to go back and fix stuff or whatever that's when things get iffy yeah um so i'm still not 100 percent okay with end game actually when it comes to time travel but i'm letting it go right now because uh. <laughs> they've left enough stuff vague that they haven't dug any holes yet if that makes sense right um shoot okay Here's a couple of things that I did not include, but uh, uh, Annabelle, Annabelle, how about that Annabelle bit? The chair? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Kudos, Cody. I would have lost my freaking mind. I cannot handle uh, things that look at me. (laughs) I cannot handle dolls. I had a closet full of porcelain dolls as a kid because people would give them to me as gifts and I would not let my mom put them anywhere like where I could see them. I made her throw away my Furby as a kid. Um, So I would have been losing it. Like, I don't want that doll anywhere near me. It's a Mm -mm. big doll, too. It is. And I'm assuming they have it like, I, I guess they gave it to them as a promotional kind of thing. But who's taking that doll home? One word. Probably Perry. <laughs> Darina. Darina might. She's, she's yeah. But I, no, that thing's not coming anywhere near me. Neither is a Ouija board. Superstitious, are we? Well, maybe yes. not superstitious being the right word, but. Believe in demons? <laughs> yes. I mean, there's so, some crazy shit going on out there. 13 we, years of Catholic school. I believe in demons. Holy hell. Oh, boy. I, uh, do, you and I should do a podcast sometime of just your experience in Catholic school and my experience out at this old uh, haunted abandoned railroad house I used to party at. No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. If, hey, hey, let us know if you guys want to hear that. Uh, hashtag us as afterlife. Let us know. I'm down. Some I freaky don't shit. Bruce <laughs> shit. Freaky too. Um, there was a discussion about kids swearing and not knowing how bad it is. <laughs> Did you guys see that video they played? Yes. Fuck you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and that woman in the back had to be a mother. She doubled over laughing her ass off, dude. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> There's nothing funnier than oh. a kid swearing and having no idea they did something wrong and you trying not to encourage it by laughing, but also not yeah. being able to do anything else except laugh at them. 
Yeah. Well, hell, sometimes you just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. All I know is that I needed, I needed my dick bib again when I saw that video. It was hilarious. Dick bib, dude. <laughs> just so funny. Oh, my God. oh dear Lord. Oh, that was yeah. a visual I didn't need. <laughs> it's from it's from a show called The Leap. If you've ever heard of that show, it's really fucking funny. That was the best thing I've ever heard. The League. Yeah. Yeah, my husband and I. Well, back but way before he was my husband, I used to watch that with him every now and then. Yeah, that was a taco venture that he tried to make happen. So they interviewed uh, Gianni Paolo uh, in the film Ma. I didn't watch it, but I wanted to say Ma because it was filmed in Mississippi. Yay! And and he kept talking about Mississippi. Like he'd say, well, we would just go ride around Mississippi or whatever. Like it's a, a neighborhood. I'm like, Mississippi is a big freaking place. Where were you in Mississippi? (laughs) (laughs) What has four eyes but can't see? Mississippi. (laughs) Shamarani! You kind of gave away the answer to the joke by its placement. But, (laughs) yes, I was super excited about that. I didn't know anybody ever filmed anything in Mississippi. Hmm. But yeah. was he saying that like the director or somebody lives here and that's why? Uh, someone lives here because they were at someone's house. He kept I'm, referencing. I must have missed that part. I, I never picked too. up on the name of who he was saying, but he kept saying, "Well, we go back to such and such's house," and I'm like, "Okay, so someone lives here." Oh, the director, Tate right. Taylor. All right, mm. he lives. He's. Uh, he's born. He was born in Jackson, but residence is Churchill. Mississippi. Ah, hmm. I don't know what that is. Sounds small. Yeah, it does. Uh, uh y- yes, a small unincorporated community. Huh. Yes, unincorporated. <laughs> oh, popul. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, that's not a current population no. number. Nope. No, that's not a current population number. In 1900, but it's been 100 years since then, so... Yeah, damn. I wasn't expecting that, for a director to live in a small town in Mississippi and then direct movies in Hollywood. That's interesting. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. He's he's really close to the river. Okay. Which which river? The Mississippi? Obviously. But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool because uh, we yeah. have a we have somebody who is from Russia and a particular podcast right now. Hell yeah, yeah. he's pretty, pretty far cool. away from me in Mississippi though. But yes, I thought that was really exciting. I really enjoyed that. I have this feeling that Octavia Spencer is from Mississippi too, and I'm probably so wrong about that. Oh, um, just on there too. Let me double check. I'm probably wrong, but that was just something. In the back of my brain, like I wonder if she wanted to shoot this movie because of that. Um, not really. She was born in Alabama. Ah, so. uh, close. Mm. In yeah. the vicinity. Well, maybe, maybe that's why she took on the project to do the movie. 
The reasons are very unknown to us, and anything possible. Uh, yes, that is it. Let's do the th last and final show of the week for Collider Live. It's the Friday show. Um, one of the main ones, and I've heard this before even seeing the show, was a mm -hmm. petition for Good Omens to be removed from the Christian people, and they directed it at Netflix, not Amazon Prime. <laughs> you stupid, stupid people. Yeah. Dude, if you've got a legitimate problem with something, that's fine. But first, before you open your freaking mouth hole, you need to know what you're talking about. <laughs> Nothing makes me more fucking irritated than people who bitch about shit and they don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. And my old man and I got into it over this because he was over here doing some work with me while I was listening to today's episode. And um, I'll just say, it, I believe in God. I believe in the Bible, heaven, hell, all that shit. Yeah, I got my own thing going on with God. But my point is that being a Christian, that shit pisses me off. I, I don't understand where people get off thinking that it's their place to try to ruin shit for other people. And my dad's like, well, you know, if, if they don't like it, then they have a right to, to do this. And, that. and I'm like, okay, I'm like, Dude, not everyone believes in God, so that needs to be respected. And why is so? Why is it right for one group of people to try to tell another group of people that they can't enjoy something or do something just because this per, this group over here doesn't like it? That just I, I'm starting to get pissed off now just thinking about it. But it just that really irritate. That's what irritates me about all that more than anything is the the hypocrisy of that shit. But then you just got to laugh because it's like, man, the damn show ain't even on Netflix. I know. Do you, do you think maybe some of these people think that Netflix is a catch-all term for, like, online Ooh. shows and they don't realize there's a difference? <laughs> that that very it. well could be, yeah. Because, yeah. well, what came to mind with me in all this is back a few years ago when um, Microsoft – signed a big contract with the NFL. So like all the teams have Microsoft surfaces and all of the announcers would call them iPads on the oh. air and got in so much trouble. And every time they would do it, my husband would say, it's a Microsoft surface. It's not an iPad, <laughs> but to them who are maybe not the most tech savvy, anything that looked like an iPad was an iPad. Oh, uh. So yeah. I'm wondering if they just think that Netflix is just what it means to watch something online. Probably. I mean, these Christians, depending on who's signing this petition, it might be like middle-aged women and families. Whoever maybe. they are, they're hypocrites, dude. And I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm extremely critical of, of Christianity because I am one, and there's so much fucking bullshit that goes on yeah. in that religion that pisses right. me off, and I feel like it gives me a bad name in some situations. Because, dude, you, you let people know, if you're in a just a general social air situation, especially in certain areas of this country, you let people know you're a Christian, and they think you're wacko, and they're not going to listen to anything you say. And that's because of these fucking hypocritian wackos that are making a petition trying to ruin shit for everybody else. Sorry, man. Sorry. It just, that really bothers me, man. So, Netflix, oh. res 
Netflix responded back. Mm-hmm. I heard they had a good response. So they said they won't make any more episodes and they're going <laughs> to and they're going to cancel it. But then the funny thing is that Amazon Prime replied back to Netflix and said they're going to cancel Stranger Things. <laughs> Put that in your pipe and smoke it. So that was like the best reaction to this thing I ever seen. Like, like Netflix is like, yeah, we're not gonna make any new episodes with it. And then like Amazon Prime's oh. like, nope, oh, we're gonna cancel Stranger Things because that's your show on your network. I'm I'm no longer angry over this, man. Those two replies right there, dude, are classic. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Oh. I don't think they ever mentioned that. Um, that was just hilarious. They're. Um, they're- is a logical option that they could have taken, which is if you don't want to promote the idea that a demon and an angel might get along, then maybe just don't watch the show. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Oh, God forbid. And I loved Dagnino's response, which was they shouldn't cancel the show because of that. They should cancel it because it's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Go Dagnino. He was fairly coherent today. I don't yeah. know if you'll notice that. Oh yeah. I was surprised that I I knew why he was in there because well one because of the the collision coming up this weekend and him right. being a manager but also yeah. because I saw that uh the new episode of Lil Bobby and the Juice dropped this morning. Mm-hmm. Um so I knew he was on there to plug that, but I was surprised that he kept his mouth shut about it until literally the very last 20 seconds or something. He was calmer. He was like a normal person today. I don't know what was going on with him. It it, it just seems like he's just a chill guy. I mean, he's just, I don't know. Maybe the, the, the new things going on in the Schmodown maybe is doing this to his attitude. I don't know. It's just like, like being the manager of the horseman now because of what happened and yes the collision uh is coming up uh this weekend and uh, of course you should check out that uh because our producer Josh will probably talk about that on Talking Schmodowns in the near future. I am not watching it live. I'm going to watch it when it pops up on the YouTube by the way. So yeah. Oh yeah. But hey, real quick here while we're on the uh Dagnino thing um sure. i got i got somebody here actually who wants to put in his two cents real quick on the uh, latest episode of little bobby and the juice um okay. the, here's my butt now all right <laughs> come here man get on the mic dude say what you gotta say damn, damn. Uh, all right now i gotta tell you i seen that their new episode of little bobby and the orange juice and holy shit fire them boys is all kinds of nutty on a bar I mean, now, I've been trying to get on that damned old show for weeks now. They told me I had to pay to play hell, Dagnino. If I had money, I'd have food in the fridge, gas in the tank, and the front seat cat be having more to eat than the kitchen scraps, and that ain't no lie. Now, you just go on and DM me there, DM me there Dagnino, on the Twitter. We'll get it on like Donkey Kong, buddy, you know what I mean? But no matter what, man... You remember them words of wisdom from my mama when she said, Now, boy, it don't matter what you say. You're still fucking ugly. Dude, get the fuck out of here. 
that was guys. I apologize, man. That that I apologize. That's actually my my buddy. He's from down south. His name's Riddick. Um, yeah, yeah. Shut, dude, shut the. Sorry about that, man. His name's Riddick Ulis, and he's my buddy from down south. He's a big fan of the uh, of the of the little little Bobby and the Juice too. And he's like me. He's been trying to get on the show for a long time. So sorry, man. I didn't know that was gonna go that way, man. I, I sorry. I apologize. I apologize for him. Enter crickets. Uh, <laughs> uh, Josh, buddy, if you're editing this, please cut this out as a separate clip and post it onto YouTube <laughs> and share it with Agneta, please, because you probably won't listen to this episode if you don't clarify that. I will get on that show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that has been it for Collider Live this week. Any final thoughts? Yes, I have a question for y'all just in general. YouTube, and it's now corrected itself, but YouTube spazzed on me for like three weeks where I'd be in the middle of watching a video and it would just decide to start playing the next video. Yeah. And I had to just go back in and everything. There were videos I never got to watch because it would play the ad and then start playing a different video. And I never could figure out if it was Collider specific or YouTube specific. Uh, YouTube, uh, because it's done that to me quite a bit too, but it's happened during Collider Live and other videos. Oh my God. But I think it fixed itself in the last like week because it hasn't done it to me recently. Um, but it was just driving me insane. I was ready to just throw away YouTube. And I would, I probably would have abandoned YouTube if I wasn't doing this show because it <laughs> angered me so bad. Yeah. Yep. Same issues here. Really? I was, I did not have that experience whatsoever. I don't know. And it happened on different devices too. So it was not device specific. Hmm. I don't oh, know. Interesting. But I'm very happy that it fixed itself. So whoever at YouTube finally got their shit together, thank you. Oh, yeah. It, it mm -hmm. is a lot better. It is a lot more interesting, I find, to watch Collider live as opposed to just listening. Exactly. Yeah. It is a visual show to watch. I mean, if you're listening to it, you're way confused. Yeah, I've always watched it on YouTube. Jeez, it's easier to watch on YouTube, in my opinion, because if I don't watch, go to the time codes that Alex puts in and just click on whatever to watch and just take notes. Yep. And skip over whatever the crap I don't want to listen to. That's cheating. <laughs> and with that, folks, this has been After Live, the unofficial Collider Live after show. This has been episode 19. I've been Mike. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Mixtape. But before we do that, I would like to say our producer, Josh, has plenty of shows like Talking Schmodown. And yes, also uh, DC Comic News. DC Comic News is a great place to go. That He just interviewed Jason. Jason Inman for the book that he wrote, Super Soldiers. So check that out. Uh, but you can check out Josh at Merck with a movie blog and Facebook and YouTube. Follow him at Movie Blog Merck on Twitter and Instagram, and check out his website www. <laughs> not, not the correct term. Sorry, www.merckwithmovieblog.com. This podcast is available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast. Spotify, 
Stitcher, and Google Play. I was just double-checking. That's correct. You can check out anywhere we've been promoting on Twitter. Uh, yes, Wade, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at jwade1134. And just a little sneak peek here. Next week, Sarah and I will make an announcement on the show. We'll uh, make an announcement at the top of the show, actually, if that's okay with you, Mike. That's fine. We're cooking up a little something. Ooh, I'm scared. <laughs> you should be. I can't cook for shit. Don't eat the food. <laughs> and uh, last, Kaylin, where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter at KaylinRose715. That's K-A-L-Y-N-R-O-E-715. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for next week as we cover Claire Live once more for our 20th episode. Woo! Bye. Goodbye, y'all.